0: All right. Hey, welcome. This is the Ohioan Podcast Network, and we do a review show. Um, I do it with Paul and Joe. We talk Pittsburgh Steelers a lot. I'm not sure if our guest here is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but we'll let that go. <laughs> but we also have a review show where we sit around and we, we talk about stuff we remember from the time we were kids and still influences us today. And, hey, we wanted to talk Petra. And we always sit there and say, when we talk something, we got to have somebody on the show that knows what they're talking about. So, hey, John Schlitt, he's been the lead singer of Petra for many years. Um, I I think he knows about Petra. So, John, thanks for coming to the show. It's a pleasure just to sit around and hang out with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great,
1: buddy. Actually, uh, looking forward to talk with you guys. Uh, Thank you for your interest in Petra. I mean, we've been sort of retired for many years, but it doesn't seem to go away, you know. Oh, yeah. Every time he said, well, we're retired. Well, no, you're not. Uh, so uh, it's nice. I, I The fact that there's, I feel there's more respect for Petra now than there was when we retired. And I, I really appreciate that very much for the ministry's sake, not for mine. I, I you know, it's nothing uh, for me. I just, I really, I really appreciated the ministry of Petra. And I've always thought it was great when somebody, you know, was interested in it and, uh, uh,
0: understood the, the total focus of it yeah and we definitely want to mention throughout our time we have together you have go and you know it, it's strange because you know it's kind of new but it's really not because with covid you know we're just listening to stuff at home uh, unfortunately we can't go to that many concerts right now but we got your go album yeah uh, <laughs> kind of one of your soul albums out and we got a chance to listen to it we're, we're excited about that too so we definitely want to talk about go hey you got me thinking. I, I don't know why I brought the NFL. Are you a Titans fan? I just have to ask you that. Just so yes, I am. Uh, actually, I don't know
1: if I'm a real faithful Titans fan. Okay. I mean, when I get ticked off at them, you know, when they're playing like garbage, I, I tend to not really care. Uh, <laughs> but when they're playing good, I'm, I guess I'm a fair weather fan, you know, uh, yes. <laughs> but, but that's the only team I'm, I'm uh, really interested in. I, uh, uh, the team you mentioned,
2: I didn't know it existed. So, Oh, yeah. We're new. Oh. We haven't been around that long. <laughs> oh, burn. burn. I think that's the difference between the Fairweather fan and the real diehard. When our team does poorly, we get more passionate. Which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Oh, I don't know. I don't think it's healthy. But we definitely get more passionate <laughs> when they play really bad. <laughs> well, it was a strange season because we were 11-0. And on the
0: podcast, we were grumpy because they didn't play that well, even when they're 11-0. And then we end up losing pretty much the rest of our games, and we lost to the Browns, which was really sad. So know. You know, we, we can't get into that, or you know, we're going to start sobbing. We won't talk about Petra anymore. You'll be <laughs> like, "Why am I doing here? This is bad. So uh, so very good. And I got to get this all the way, too, because I guess the breaking news about what you're doing, I saw a kind of viral post that went on. Um, you were kind of hanging out so do you guys at a coffee house with some other, you know, members of Petra that you were with for a long time. Uh-huh. Are you guys hanging out? Or are you guys doing something? What, uh, what's happening there? Actually,
1: there is, there's interest in doing a documentary of, uh, of, of, of the, the Petra that was, uh, well, they called the dream team Petra. I, I, I don't know about that, but, but you know, with Ronnie Cates, Louie uh, John, John Lowry, Bob, and I, myself during the, uh, uh, this means war to uh, beyond belief stage. Uh, actually, be, it was more. Yeah, this means war. I think was was really when Ronnie came in the last half of this means war, and uh, it was an exciting time. It really was uh, the peak of Petra's ministry. I think uh, as far as sales and uh, and uh, attention and it just it was a good time. And there's interest in doing a documentary of that time in Petra and i and so they flew us all you know brought us all together and we actually did a lot of talking in front of the cameras so they could uh you know see where we're coming from see how we get along and uh uh you know it was neat i, I had a lot of fun I, I hadn't seen the guys especially all together in a long time and it was uh fun to talk over old times and man it's funny how when you get us all together how uh, all the old stories come back and oh yeah you know, they seem like yesterday. It was a lot of fun.
2: Well probably yeah. even ones that, that you wouldn't have actively remembered if you weren't sitting there with all of those guys yeah staring it, it, them in the face again and just remembering all the old times.
1: Yeah it was a rekindling. It was it really was cool. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And there seems to be some interest and if there is that's great because again like I said Petra's ministry was it it touched my heart too. I mean, you know, it, uh, it was an amazing time. God did some amazing things and still does. I mean, in our lives mm-hmm. every day, but through Petra's ministry, and you got to understand five of the strangest guys in the world, he, <laughs> he put together and created this ministry that that went all over the world. And, yeah. and, uh, and we got to see what God can do in, in amazing ways. And it can't you can't it can't stop from affecting you also, and so it was great to remind ourselves of, of that that sometimes after uh, you know many years you take for granted, and uh, it was really really refreshing and, and very neat.
0: And you guys too, I've seen it. I'm not sure if it's just a rumor or if it's confirmed. I hear that you could go to the Holy Land with Petra. And mm-hmm. I'm hearing you guys may play a show at Petra. Which would make a lot of those songs really come alive, I would imagine, right? Well, yeah. Tell you what, right now it's scheduled,
1: and and uh, uh, Israel is supporting it. Good uh, with actually with with deals for the uh, for the tickets actually. Uh, But Mm. but I tell you, we had a we have a a show in Germany too, and now all of a sudden there's a big conference about how that may be canceled. That's in October, so you know uh, the year. Europe is having the, the, the COVID re, re, uh, uh, re-spike. So you never know. I would to say absolutely the tickets are for sale. Uh, it would be absolutely unique. It would be an amazing thing. And uh, I think uh, if enough people uh, are interested in it, and basically it's a Holy Land tour, and at the end Petra's playing in front of Petra the Monument, of oh, the monument. Wow. The, uh, uh, whatever you call it, uh, in mm-hmm. Jordan. Uh, that's, that's a pretty major deal. That I, I've done a lot yeah. of things with Petra, but I think that would be probably one of the most unique and historic things that, that I've ever been part of.
0: Well, yeah. I, I would hate to tell you, I don't like telling bands what to play. I think that's kind of obnoxious, <laughs> but. Well, oh, we well, got, you're going to tell me anyway. Come on. Yeah, yeah, we got to do Petra don't praise. Free the bird. Rock. Don't yeah. say Freebird. No, we're saying Petra <laughs> praise the Rock Cries out front to back. I mean, that's. To me, that would be common, you know. The rock possible, yeah. Great.
1: Okay, all right. I don't know. I don't know if we have enough time to play all those. But uh, oh, okay, okay. I appreciate, <laughs> your, I appreciate your input. I'm okay. sure.
0: <laughs> That's what nice I'm that uh, No, no, we're not doing that. All right. Very <laughs> diplomatic. No. I like that. <laughs> very, very good. All right. Well, hey, I want Paul and to ask some questions too. So yeah, let's start with Paul. What you got for John?
3: Well, first, I just want to lead off, as Chris alluded to earlier, I want to thank you personally. Um, it was May 6, 1988, Canton Palace Theater. Uh, Jeff Moore in the Distance opened up for you guys. This Means War Tour. Uh, it was that night that I gave my life to Christ. I've been a pastor now for 24 years and all started uh, sitting in that theater, uh, just being overwhelmed by the Lord uh, in the midst of your guys' ministry. So I uh, eternal gratitude for the ministry of Petra. Um, oh, man. But one thing that I, does stand out to me, oh, go ahead.
1: I'm blessed. I'm blessed to hear that. Uh, I never those those kind of uh, testimonies are never uh, too much. I, I love it. Thank you very much for telling me. Um, it reminds me of of what we were all about from the from the word go. Uh, the minute I joined Petra, I realized that God was giving me a second chance to go out and. And sing about a subject that's uh, the most exciting subject in the history of mankind. Called his name is Jesus Christ, and the fact that it affected us all that way, buddy. I mean, uh, again, the the band was always encouraged, and always uh, uh, it was very uh, it was very uh, edifying for us. But what was neat was Pepper's ministry was evangelistic, and you're one yes. of the you're one of the examples of it. And I'm, I'm so glad that uh, God allowed us to be part of that.
3: Appreciate that. And the one, the one question I do have, um, listening to go and thinking back to all, uh, all the Petra I listened to over the years for the way that you sing over that span of time, your voice sounds exactly the same on go as it does Mm -hmm. on this means war. How, with the way that you sing, how do you sustain that? I mean, you're, you've got that great rock, uh, kind of raspy singing voice. And how have you maintained that, uh, over time?
1: Um, I don't know. Um, it, (laughs) it's a gift from God. It wasn't one of those things that, that, that I've trained myself. Um, it, it just happened. You know, it happens. Uh, um, I am, I am, um, I'm careful, you know. As far there's a way to do it, uh, if you're able to control. Remember, the voice is nothing but a lot of muscles and tension and and that kind of stuff. And if you use the right, use it the right way, and don't go, you know, go nuts. Um, and you're respectful of what God's given you. Um, it, it works, you know. And uh, I thank you for saying that. I consider that a major compliment because uh, let's face it, I am old. And the fact that uh, I'm still able to do it is pretty exciting. I'll tell you, uh, doing go was a lot of fun. And, and it's funny. I, I used three different producers and they all said the same thing, John, do what you do. And I go, okay. <laughs> and so, and what's funny. I mean, the way they describe it is, okay, I want a little more of that harsh stuff you do, but then I want some, I want some of your mellow stuff. And they sort of, they would make word pictures, you know, uh, uh to, okay, I want this voice, I want this. Now, this voice, I want, and what's neat is I'm able to do that. And uh took a long time to be able to do that, but uh, let's face it, if you've been singing your whole life, you start to learn your your tool of the trade, and that's my vocal cords.
2: That's right. You, you, you figure out how to push it as far as you can on certain places and back <laughs> off at a different times so that you don't wear yourself out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, you know, I have some of the same history as these guys are talking about with Petra. It was a big part of when I was growing up. My dad was a pastor. I was in a you know that Christian community all uh, during the '70s and '80s, and listening to all of those music. And Petra is always a big part of the uh, the playlist. Uh, and, your dad, and your dad,
1: and your dad is a pastor. Let
2: you listen to Petra? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, your dad, oh, Yeah, your dad yeah we were pastor. we were pushing it. Yeah, oh, exactly. Praise God. Oh, hey, and that, that was as far as we were allowed to go. I'm gonna say. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well, we'll lie smart, about but that. But I'm uh, uh, now I'm a uh, uh, my primary thing that I do, I, I work in the theater and I'm a, I'm a writer uh write plays and um yeah, and and screenplays and that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm interested in a little bit of the changes in in your writing process over the years. You've created all this great music over several different eras. Uh, I'm I'm interested to know what it's how you approach writing songs, you know, from back in the day and even now, uh, and whether or not there are any big differences in that process, and whether or not they're just personal on the journey you're on or the way you're responding to the the industry as it is and writing the music that you know you know works for you professionally.
1: Sort of all the above. I mean, you can't ignore anything. Uh, If you do, then you're wasting your time. I will say that I always concentrate on the fact that I know that my music is 70s, 80s rock. Right Mm. there. So you start there and you you do it proudly. You don't hide the fact. You say, this is my genre. There are people that want to hear this. It'll never get played on Christian radio. I understand that already. Mm. Uh, And I don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, because what I'm hearing now it just does it's not my cup of tea anyway. right. Uh, Petra's music was always an amazing thing because Bob Hartman was an amazing writer. John El, uh, John Lowry was an amazing writer. Mm. Uh, John Elfonte, who co-wrote with everybody, were amazing writers. I, as you'll notice, I didn't write that much for Petra because there wasn't any room. Too many amazing writers, and I wasn't in the way. So my job, was to, was to present it, both mm. on the record and live. That was my job. I I was I accepted it with, with a thankful heart, and always did it. But as time went on, I had things to say. Also, I wanted to say them in a little different way. Uh, and then when I got a chance to start doing my solo stuff, you'll notice that of course my inspiration is is uh, uh, quote rock, and a Petra style. But the Petra style, part of that was me, mm-hmm. you know. So it wasn't like I went out and, and, and totally uh, stole from Petra. <laughs> I was part of Petra. So it wasn't right. like, So, But when I started writing, uh, I went to a totally different camp, meaning totally different people. You notice that I, I, don't, I don't co-write with Bob. Now, I do, I do um, a lot of work with John La- uh, Lowry and John Alfonte, but, but in this record, um, again, I started with the music style that I love, not ignoring the fact that new sounds are very important. The new sounds of today are important, they're, they're better. Uh, so we took that 70s, 80s rock style and also ventured out into a bunch of other stuff too, which was fun. See, it's my label, It's my, it's my album, or CD and I can do what I want. That's right. And, and no, know, but knowing that the people that are waiting for the record, I don't want to disappoint them. Mm. So I want to make sure they have the top quality that I can deliver. And I did that by using amazing amazing musicians, amazing producers and amazing co-writers that allowed me to venture into uh, a little bit of uh, of risky stuff, but Always keeping in mind that this was a Christian record, I wanted to sing about Christ putting Him on, putting Him out front, but using a music style that I can totally relate to, which is exciting to me. So once again, I'm singing about a very exciting subject with an exciting music style. That that has always been what I try to do. Uh, I I'm not as direct as far as as uh, uh, that I don't say Jesus 400 times in each sentence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but on the other hand, I don't hide it either. I'm uh, As time has gone on, Christian music, what I consider evangelistic Christian music has been criticized for being too Christian. Well, too mm-hmm. bad, <laughs> too bad. Um, <laughs> So, but I, I don't try to flaunt it. I try to be respectful. But I also want everyone to know that there's no doubt of what I'm singing about. That's great. I hope that covers your answer. I,
2: I ab- it absolutely does. Yeah, it's, yes. com-
1: it's complicated. It yeah. being, being a Christian artist is not easy. I, I no. know I was a secular artist. I'm a Christian artist now. Being a secular artist, all you got to do is sing about sex and drugs and That's rock right. and roll. And, and yeah. Easy the, subjects,
2: huh? The, the subjects are pretty clear about what people are interested in. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: and, and there are some amazing writers in secular in in uh, uh, mainstream music too. But it's there's not much imagination a lot of times. So, so being a Christian artist, it's you have to really, you've got a lot of of um, uh, eyes to cross the the dot and T's to cross. So that's right. It, it's not easy
2: yeah trying to walk that line between what it is that you're you're feeling and wanting to express and then understanding that market and what it is that people are looking for out of music that is in that market there's and, and then not trying not to just pander to an audience who just wants some some simplicity where you can say something that's nuanced can encourage people And charge people up to move forward. You know the way that the 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 album Go has some really powerful, strong, motivating songs that are on there. You know it's not just easy listening uh, Christian music that just is going to calm everybody. This stuff can get you really charged up, and that's what's great about it.
1: I've always wanted to be evangelistic. I I felt that uh, one of the cool things about. Uh, Christian rock and when it was really at its peak, it was evangelistic. It was reaching out not, not only to Christian kids who maybe need encouragement, need need to be uh, lifted up, but to, to their friends that aren't Christian that will listen to that music style because it's their language at the time. And there's a message there that changes lives. Uh, That's all to me. That's always been the major uh, responsibility of Christian rock. Um, and Christian, you know, music as a whole, um, I'm and it was accepted when it was selling, and when it, when it was out of vogue, you know, it wasn't the music style everybody wanted. Right. Uh, all of a sudden, it was totally dropped like a hot potato. That's yeah. why. That's why I never try to uh, do music that's going to be satisfying to the uh, to the typical uh, Christian radio station. It just, it, it is. It, it, it bores me.
0: <laughs> what What do you think about some of the stuff? Um, like, I, I hear bands like Switchfoot or Skillet, mm-hmm. where they definitely love Christ and everything, but they've kind of hit that mark where they're not saying anything that's going to make you go, wow, I wonder where they say about Christ. But they, they kind of try to appeal both ways. I. I admire that in some ways, but sometimes it's easier said than done. Uh, being someone who's been in the headies as well as a band like Petra, how hard is that to do? That, it's got to be really hard, I imagine,
1: right? Uh, both bands you mentioned are fantastic. I love them. Um, they're great guys, uh, very talented, and they they had a way of doing it. And uh, uh, Petra couldn't have got away with that. Um, yeah. We were we were we were put under a magnifying glass of, of doubting thomas's every day i mean we
2: right.
1: if we didn't say jesus 400 times in a on in a sentence in a song we were accused of being cross trying to do crossovers yeah. and that was like the kiss of death for a christian rock band uh it got to a point though as time went on it was it was a kiss of death if you mentioned jesus too much so yeah right. it, it was all Petra was Petra, and Petra was the way they were supposed to be at that time. Uh, Switchfoot and uh, and Skillet came in at a different time, and they were allowed more luxury to uh, reach that uh, listening audience because uh, for a lot of reasons, both negative and positive. I'm really happy for both bands because I, I think they're making a difference in a positive way. Petra wasn't allowed to do that, and it's okay because yeah. that was uh, I'm totally – I'm totally blessed and satisfied – with the way God used Petra and still does I yes. mean we're, we're 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 Petra and and uh, and it's an honor to be part of it uh, it was a battle that uh, that uh, was quite a challenge uh, I when I first joined Petra I thought the only that we would get a lot of slack from uh, from the mainstream uh, media or from the mainstream record industry but that the the uh, the church and the and the Christian music scene would welcome us with open arms. I just assumed that, and I was totally in shock that it was reversal. Uh, we, we got more static from the from the Christian side of things than we did the seculars. So the mainstream basically said, "Hey, great musicians, great you know, uh, talented musicians. We just don't like what they have to say, so we're not going to play it." And then on the other hand, you had the Christian side going, "Oh no, they're straight from hell! Oh my gosh!" Uh, they're yeah. playing rock. Uh, of course, the kids loved us, but you know we're 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 demon possessed, I guess. So it was it was it was quite the challenge. But what's cool was we knew we were doing what we were supposed to do, yeah. and God blessed it. And He cut through all that that uncertainty and all that uh, that uh, insecurity, and and uh, He used us the way He wanted to. And for a long, long time, I would, you know, people would say, "What do you talk? What do you say to people that say rock and roll can't be used for, you know, in, in Christian music?" And I would do my best to explain and tell them and give them my testimony. And all of a sudden, finally, I got to a point of, I guess, as I got older, I just said, "What do you, what do you say to them? Nothing. I'm not singing to them. I'm singing for Christ, and that's all I need to worry about. And they can go listen to what they want to listen to and criticize us all day long." It doesn't mean anything to me. And that's sort of the way it, it is for me now. That When Go came out and The Greater Cause before that and, and all my other solo records, uh, by that time, see, I didn't have to. I I always was very concerned about Petra's ministry because it, it, was, it was, to me, almost felt like I, I needed, it was my resp- responsibility to guard it, to respect it
3: mm.
1: and not tarnish it. When I started doing my own solo stuff, it was like, only one I have to worry about is me. So, good I'm going to do, do my best, and I'm going to be as I, I'm going to honor Christ as much as I can with the music that He gives me through the through the connections I have, and we'll do our best, you know. And when I go out and tour the the record, which I hope is going to happen one of these days, um, <laughs> I, I can explain why I wrote each song and every and there there is was a Christ-centered reason for all of them. So. And, and it's uh, it's exciting. It's a fun thing to do. And the doubting Thomases can go listen to whatever they want to listen to. And they can criticize and write books about it. And I'll be honest, <laughs> I could care less.
0: Well, and, John, I'll say, you called it right. Because my dad, uh, I miss him. Uh, he's been gone for about six years. Very conservative pastor. And mm-hmm. I was a preacher's kid. And we wasted so much time in high school arguing about is Petra proper to listen to or not. And it got to the point where, hey, if I listen to the music at Petra and I listen to some of the other music, I may not be where I am today. And you look at it from a point where when we get to heaven, arguing about Petra is going to be one of the silly things that God's going to be like, why, why, why were you doing this? How is this going to anybody? So you, know, you called it right. And, you know, some of them may be out to listen going, man, John sounds harsh. No, it's there's stuff that we should not be arguing about as Christians. And, you know, I love my dad to death. I respect everything he said. But it's one of those things as Christian, we to say, hey, let's just agree to disagree, you know. And, you know, whatever you listen to, you're going to listen to. And as long as it edifies you in Christ, go for it. And your guy's music over years has edified me. I can say that. I can say that, you know, to this day. Um, I want to ask you, I, I've been interviewed you a couple times for years now, I've always been impressed, evangelical, you said that, you know, hey, I want to help lead people to Christ, which is great. Uh, I asked you once about, you went overseas a lot, and said, man, I wish more people in America liked you know, Petra music, but you talked about, hey, I get to reach the world. And you're a missionary. You know, when you go on these uh, tours with Petra or by yourself, you're reaching the world for Jesus. I like the fact that you've sung more with Head East and done some stuff there. Has that given you opportunity to reach some people that may not know Jesus that remember you from your days at Head East? It sounds like a great opportunity.
1: Yeah, it it did. You know, for a long time, I wouldn't even talk about Head East because I didn't want to uh, to tarnish Petra. Remember, uh, like I said before, the the doubting Thomases were looking for any reason, right? To to uh, begrade Petra's ministry. So while I was in Petra, I I did my best not to ever talk about Head East. Uh, I never because um, it was you know it was it's funny I look back now. God used Head East to train me to be a professional frontman mm. for a, a a national international band. Yeah, that that's exactly what Petra needed. When I joined the band, but he wasn't, not only did he use that seven, six or seven years of Head east training, he also used five years between Head East and Petra of me getting the word and learning mm-hmm. what being a Christian really meant. I was past the baby stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's no way that a singer for Petra could have come in and not be a professional and be a Christian, a strong Christian. The, the position, you couldn't function as a yeah. lead singer for Petra without that. Right. And so I look back now and I say, God, your plan is so cool. He, he even used that seven years in Head East, which yeah. really the enemy used to try to destroy me. Yeah. And used that and, and, the work, and to, to build up for that plan he had for Petra. It was so cool, you know. So when Petra retired... I was able to have a lot more freedom, and a lot of people, even the church, go, ah, "Can you do it?" Never had any reason. I said, "Guys, you know what that says?" "Oh yeah, but it's a great song. It'd be fun." I'm going, and finally, I got a freedom to say, "You know what? That seven years was part was part of my life. Uh, it was. Uh, it helped develop me for Petra. Uh, there were positives. I, you know, the guys." in the band at the time where my were my family and the 50th anniversary came around this last year not, the year before last, not COVID year but the year yeah. before yeah. and um, so I actually went back to, to Head East uh, the, the Head East that still exists the old Head East and the new and we did uh, four or five shows that year to celebrate the 50th anniversary of, um. of, of the band and that was that was very cool. Yeah. And a lot of people a lot of people went to it that were Petra fans. I mean, I had many people that were Petra fans. It mm-hmm. was heady and vice versa. Now, now uh I will play some head East stuff in you know in my in my set if the band wants to or if I'm doing a solo thing and the pastor says, "We're well, little yeah, you do some Hedy's to where before, all oh my gosh, it was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. but now right. it's, it's like it's a total testimony of my life.
3: Yeah. It's how
1: God it's how God functioned in my life to use it the way it was. And uh, before, it was almost like I was functioning in fear. It was uh, yeah. it was respecting Petra's ministry, but it was functioning in fear. And now I don't. And it's it's uh, it's, ve- it's very uh, freeing.
0: Excellent. Hey, a couple of quick things. We don't want to keep you too long. Uh, being the Ohio one, we got to give a hat tip to Ohio. And mm-hmm. man, I, I've worked with Merlot um, K., DC Talk, in uh, yes. everything over the years. And I keep hearing about Mark Townsend, uh, he's got can't ties. <laughs> And just, I mean, I went to see Relyan K play a couple years ago, and, you know, they were getting back together. And Mark Townsend's playing guitar in the band. So you can't go anywhere if I'd see Mark Townsend. And I know he played a big part in role in Go. Um, he's not the front of, of the stage a lot, but he's made such a difference over the years. What's it like working with a guy like Mark?
1: Well, see, Mark and I, we worked together heavy duty in the J Secular band. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's why I discovered Mark's one of the best guitar players I've ever heard. Oh yeah. Uh, and and like you said with Reliant K he, be, he helped develop them um, and because he, he became a very good friend of mine and so when I wanted to do the new album I wanted to use John Lowry because he and I are doing a lot of different subjects or different projects especially for overseas type things well, they want us to do Beyond Belief again but with some other singer and me sharing. It just it's a lot of fun, but I, I always have John working with me, and so John ended up doing three songs on the record. But I wanted Mark to produce with me too. Now Mark was a challenge because I'd never worked with him as a producer before, and he ended up coming up. We we ended up coming up with the two of the coolest songs on that record, and his his skill factor is beyond beyond, beyond belief. <laughs> it's just. Uh, <laughs> So I was very blessed to have my son-in-law, Dan Needham, do songs, which he's been part of for the last three or four records with me. and But then be able to bring Mark in. And uh, seriously, Mark is truly one of the best guitar players I've ever played with. He's he's absolutely right up there with Bob Hartman. He's up there with, uh, oh, you name it, he's right there. An amazing guitar player. Amazing, not a bad singer either. He uh, yeah. um, plays everything. Oh, he yeah. plays
0: everything.
1: <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, I
0: love Mark Townsend. All right, I don't want to take too long. So, I just make a quick observation. I love Rush Taft. I, I still believe. So keep doing Union of Sinners and Saints and keep finding cool songs because you don't hear much about Rush Taft. You don't hear much about I Still Believe. But as a young Christian, I love that song. And oh, when yeah. I heard that you guys are playing it, I, I'm sure it, it helped other people. I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I was doing probably more fist pumps than even your other fans were. <laughs> great song. So let's keep doing Union of Sarah Saints. So let's keep doing stuff like Rust have. I wanted to ask about this, and I'm not being awkward here because I'm getting older myself. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm starting to think about heaven. You know, I was t- talking to my in law, father in law yesterday at Easter celebration, and, and we were talking about the longer we live the more people are going to be waiting up for us in heaven than when we were at 10. I'm trying to think about heaven. As a guy who's done a lot of Christian music, what do you think music's going to be like in heaven? I know we're going to be glorifying Christ. We're not going to be, you know, praising Petra or praising Carmen or whoever it might be. But do you think (laughs) we're going to get to hear some stuff like that in heaven? I always wonder about that. I guess we're not going to know until we get there. But what do you think it's going to be like? Well, heaven to me would be rock and roll. Yeah. Uh,
1: Where heaven to someone else might be, uh, you know, uh, very slow praise and worship. I, it's all, who knows? And you know what's funny? I won't care when I'm there, will I? <laughs> right.
0: Well, It's not like it's going to be a deal breaker. I'm not, I'm not going to be like, I don't
1: want to go if I can't see. God. Like, this is the worst you know, playlist
0: ever. I'm out
2: of this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> out
1: of this Remember, place. we're talking heaven. <laughs> we're talking heaven, guys. It's perfection. So whatever it is, it's going to be perfect. So uh, oh, nice. all, I know, all I know is this, what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned it yeah as I'm getting older I'm getting closer to heaven so whoo uh, and <laughs> I, I tell you what I want to I want to go back to one one thing when you mentioned uh, uh I still believe mm-hmm. Billy Smiley convinced me to do that song and I totally fought him all the way because rust oh, really? version is perfect mm. okay and for me to try to to sing uh, against rust hat is almost simple. So I, I'm, glad, I'm glad that you listened to it. And I'll tell you, the Unison States are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy and I, we're actually working on another record. Uh, if we ever get, between the two of us, we're so busy. I, if we ever get it all together, it'll be fun. But uh, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because after a while, I got used to listening to me sing it. And it's a great
0: song. I love it. Oh, it's ridiculous how good song that, that song is and i like <laughs> russ's version no ill will toward russ but your version's great too and it just it brought back the memories and i hate to say it i don't listen that much russ half i mean i listen a lot of old uh, christian music stuff but russ isn't as much of a playlist but man that brought the memory it's flooding back yeah he, he, oh that was great russ
1: russ owns that song so Mm-hmm. For me to do it, I mean Billy was absolutely adamant. We need to do that song. I'm going, oh man, not not that song, not, not that. that that's Russ's song. Come on, right. but we did it, and Russ actually uh, sent sent us a note said, hey, "Amazing job." That's just because he's a real nice guy. I I know, I I'm no dummy. I know what how good it was. So come on. <laughs>
0: Can I ask you one more ridiculous question? These guys, we like to have fun on this show. I, I'm a journalist. I, I want to do professional stuff. We like to have fun. Okay. We have this big argument on the show, and this is kind of a football thing, but I won't lay into Christian music. <laughs> there is a guy who plays for our team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, whose name is Marcus Allen. Now, he has the same name as a famous football player from the Raiders 30 years ago. So mm-hmm. let's put this in Christian music, okay? Say there was, like, I'm the new – pop star that's coming in the christian music scene if my name is michael w smith do i have an obligation of changing it because there's another michael w smith out there like it would would be strange or or if like john Schlitt is the next young rocker and he's not your son he's just some (laughs) other guy named john Schlitt. kid it confuses me what do you think about that
1: Boy, you guys ask hard questions. Uh, yeah. um, it's just because
2: they're ridiculous you know and out from out of left I, field. That's why they're hard to answer.
1: First of all, it wouldn't be my, it wouldn't be Michael W. Smith's problem or right. mine. It would be the newcomers' problem. So right. uh, So they need to change your name, right? Hey, whatever. Hey, whatever works for. Them. Hey, okay. if right. they if they want to honor Michael or I with the, with the with copying our name, that's great. And if it works and it sells for him, great. If it doesn't, I would change my name in a heartbeat. But uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe John S. or or okay. just not Michael W. Just Michael, Michael. You know.
3: Yeah. Michael. Yeah, maybe Smith, just put, put
2: Cougar in the middle. That w, you know, just... W is
1: pretty important. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> or Michael S. There you go. That's there you very, go. Very, very um, um, mysterious. There you go. Just, <laughs> But, it's again, it's, it, it's certainly not our responsibility. We've already lived with the name long enough.
0: <laughs> you should be offended yourself. But, you know, for the new guy or the new um, the fan, I mean, it's just, oh. It, I, I, these are things that bother me, John. I mean, I, I guess if this <laughs> is a good time,
1: you know, I'm looking good. Think, I think you guys watch too much football. That's, that's your yeah. problem.
2: That, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. I think that's the, completely accurate. When the Steelers
0: were loving though, I'm like, man, I can't watch enough football. At the end of the year, I'm like, man, we just got to stop. It, I it's, it's something it's
2: else so, entirely. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know,
0: I, I gave
1: up football for a while because of this kneeling garbage. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it took me a lot to get, when, when the Titans started looking like they might even be in the playoffs, I actually started watching again and realized they, they'd sort of toned that down. So, I've missed about two seasons of football, and I'm 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 a pretty major football fan myself. So so now I've got to get back into it, and, and uh, hey guys, watch out for Titans. We're going to kick off. Oh yeah, we got a team that's going to stomp these guys good. all over the
2: place. It's okay. probably true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're
2: not, they're looking they're looking really strong.
1: Hey, I'm not I'm not saying
0: anything. I'm
1: just stating
2: a fact here. I'm just okay. It's true.
0: It's true. <laughs> it's like
1: your
2: voice.
0: You're, you're older, your voice is stuck up. great. We have a quarterback <laughs> that's been with us for fifteen years. He's been great. He hasn't been bad. I'm not sure if his arm is hanging in there like your voice is.
2: Like that's you, right. you, know,
0: you live another twenty years, your voice is gonna be fine. Our quarterback, his arm's starting to struggle and he's like thirty nine. So yeah. well, what are we talking about? Uh, ben, Big ben, ben
2: Rock, our,
0: our quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah, well, you know,
1: let's face it. He's pretty good, you know. Yeah, right. He deserves all the respect he, he gets. But, yeah, hey, uh, he's not me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hasn't learned how to use his uh, gift as well yeah. as I have. Come on. You're, right. yeah. oh, man, You're Is amazing. that arrogance? Is yeah. that arrogance? <laughs> I, have just, I have just closed the door on. Half the people that
2: like me, doggone. (laughs) (laughs) We've baited you into. I
1: just, I just destroyed my career right now. Oh,
2: right here on our podcast. Oh man. We've got 40 uh, minutes of
0: interview, but the only 10
2: seconds we're going to release is. That'll be a clip yeah. we use over and over oh, and thanks. over again. You're going to
1: keep repeating that, aren't
0: you? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm a USA Today We do this for fun. This is not part of my work, but you'll see in USA Today tomorrow Schwit, Big Ben, and the cake. Yeah, it'll be great. No, believe me. I don't want to offend you or Big Ben, so. <laughs> well, guys,
1: it's been fun. Hey, uh, yeah, have any more? So much. Have thank any more? Uh, very in, uh, uh, embarrassing questions you want to ask me? I, I think that's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> it. Right.
2: Okay. All right. I, good. I, 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 we'll I, I, good. save them for next time. All
1: right. <laughs> Get me started, and I can kill my career in five minutes.
2: There you go. We had that's, the, that's <laughs> our whole goal. We had
0: the <laughs> the Ohio governor on. And I made the mistake because he's a short guy, he's probably 5'5", his (laughs) wife's a lot taller. So, uh-huh. we had to ask fun questions. We said, look, you know, we're going to ask some serious questions. It was obviously COVID series, and we got to be careful. But then, on the other hand, we have to have fun. So, I asked the question, do they ever play basketball against each other? Because you, you want to know that because one, the, the wife's tall, the, the
2: guy, <laughs> Man, it was rough. Yes, yeah, I know. Yes, John, if that question yes. is that awkward It yes. probably should not be asked.
1: Did he, did he uh, uh, close the connection right then? Yeah, no, Just no.
3: about.
0: He actually laughed, and, and we connect afterwards. It was good. So, hopefully we'll <laughs> laugh.
2: so it should be Man, good. Guys, it got I it mean, got pretty a, serious um, after that moment. There, there's like, a
0: point where you
3: have well, to be careful. Chris is the one <laughs> asking these. Yes, I'm the one that asked. It was these.
2: not us. It was not Paul and me.
3: Joe <laughs> and I, for some reason, we're just tagging along with this. Yes, <laughs> so, like,
0: I'm the wallet card. I'm the journalist. I'm the guy that should be all stuffy, like, oh, we can't yeah. ask that question. But, yeah, I like that
2: He's asking hey, the, us There's no
0: buffers for you guys, huh? No, no, no. Look, 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 <laughs> um, I would Not imagine enough. that once COVID gets your you know loose up a little bit more, you're probably chomping the bit. You and every other artist is going to be making tours, right? Do what you're going to be
2: doing tours once everything opens oh, guys, back up again.
0: I mean, my the Go album
1: should have been toured. A year and a half ago, I it, was
2: wondering about that. It's like to oh, release that album and immediately go uh, into this last year. That's got to be a week later, rough. the
1: whole world closes. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's it's such a live album. Oh my gosh, it's, mm. it's for folks that haven't heard it yet, man. It is a stomping record. And and not because of me, It's just the talent that I had around. It's it's just it was such a blessing. Like we mentioned the talent. We mentioned Dan, Dan Needham, we mentioned Mark Townsend, we mentioned John Lowry. We mentioned all the musicians, all the musicians I used are the best in Nashville, and that's basically some of the best in the country. So that's right. and my writer, my co-writers, all just they knew what I was looking for. And it just was a payoff. It just was a lot of fun. I I like the
2: way you describe it as a good live album, because the way the music changes pace at multiple times through the record, you can really feel like you would go on that journey if we were able to be live and in -hmm. the same room and having that kind of experience, which so many of us just are dying for again, to be able to be live and in the room with that music and go on a journey like an album like this takes us on.
1: You know that uh, what, because I'm a front man uh, and have been my whole life. I that as far as an album, that actually is important to me. Uh, I look at an album, the eleven songs in this case, and I wanted to think how would I structure it to make it a, a cool live show with mm-hmm. just those eleven songs. And that's how. And and not to mention, there were three songs that have go in them, so I had to yeah. them in it. At, so it was. Um, it was quite a challenge and it worked out fantastic. It was it was God on that because I'm not that good. And so <laughs> so it it is it's a great live album. If you wanna if you wanna close your eyes and say, you know what, I'm gonna sit in the I'm gonna sit in an auditorium with all the lights and all the people around me and I'm gonna listen to this concert. And just turn it up a little bit and, and uh it's it's a concert. Praise God. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so check out John, because I can't wait till COVID gets more over, because with John touring, everybody else is going to tour, because that's how you guys survive, so it's going to be a glorious time, I mean, everybody's going to be out there, it's going to be fun, but check out, John's really heavy into traveling, I, and you're often in Ohio, so hopefully you can make it near Columbus sometime, because I definitely want to show up and check that out, um, and yeah, remind us, what's your Twitter, in case we're not following you on tour yet? Twitter?
1: I don't even know what my Twitter is. Uh, don't ask okay. me stuff like that. My Facebook <laughs> My fa- It's probably John Schlitt. I don't know. Okay. Just we'll know John we'll Schlitt. Wait. and find all that stuff up. Yeah. I got people to do that. What are you talking about?
0: Very <laughs> <laughs> well, well, John, thank you so much. And yeah, check out John's music. Thank you, John. you, know, for Patrick had, had he's very good. And believe us, it's not even just hey, we're interviewing a musician. I'm mean, especially for us. You've influenced our Christian life, and as fellow Christians, hey, hats off. We salute you and praise God for what you've done in our lives and many other people too. We thank you, John. Thanks so much for your time. We went a little bit over what we wanted to, but uh, well worth it, and we appreciate. It. Hopefully, you. Enjoy it too.
1: Well, I had a ball, guys. Thanks as always. It's great to talk to you guys, and thanks for what you do, uh, and thanks for your interest in Petra and with oh, yeah. and my stuff.
0: I appreciate it very much. Fantastic. Well, love to have you back on another time. Thank you so much, John, for your time. Have a great one. Uh, thanks out for check out the and Everyone, have a great day.
3: Bye bye. Thanks,
1: John. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book.